Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Deanne Warner disappeared on April 25th, 2021. Usually every Saturday and Sunday, we would go over to my mom's house and have breakfast. She wasn't there. That was a huge red flag to me. Her family is desperate for answers. Many things were bizarre. She took her purse, she had her phone, she had her makeup bag. There was no evidence of any kind of a note. For her to go to Mexico, go to Jamaica, no. She got in a really bad fight with her husband. She was ready to end the marriage. She was ready to sell the businesses. This episode of Disappeared retraces Deanne's last known steps. She wouldn't leave us wondering what happened. She wouldn't do this to her kids. She wouldn't do this to her grandkids. Watching the FBI, the police dig was a mix of emotions. I want my mom to be alive, but I know that my mom would never leave us. There will be closure for the family. I guarantee it. I will not be gone until there's closure. The more people who know Deanne's story, the greater the chance of bringing her home. Share on social media. Get the word out. Help find her. Have you seen Deanne Warner? My name is Raquel Bach, and I am Dee's youngest adult daughter. It was a Saturday, and I went over to her house, and that was the last time I got to see her. My mom had a heart of gold and would do anything for anybody. The goose in the head is in the starlight and her head in the for the night. If you needed her, she would be there. But you also didn't want to get on her bad side and you didn't want to lie to her because she took care of business. <laughs> 
My name is Amy Alexander, and I have known Dee for the last 12 years. Dee was the life of the party. She radiated light. She radiated life. She texted everybody and had to know everything about everyone because she genuinely cared for people. She always went above and beyond for people. Very, very giving woman. Her kids and her grandkids meant everything to her. I have an older sister and then two older brothers from my dad and then Angelina, half-sister from my mom and her second husband, Dale. My sister and Mr. Warner took up when they were both married. It raised a lot of eyebrows, particularly because you wouldn't match them. I mean, she had a dynamic personality that was outgoing and vivacious. He had more of an introvert personality. So they were dynamically polar opposites, not only in their personalities, but also in how they presented themselves. He had to be far from a GQ guy for sure. She was more high maintenance, well taken care of woman. In fact, I don't ever remember seeing her out of the house without her makeup on. And he was the total opposite. I mean, I never seen the guy without a pair of blue jeans on, a work shirt, and a pair of work boots. Their way of meshing was business. And I think that's what drove them together. They had the same dreams, the same goals, and they could accomplish that together. You know, they started with one business and then grew to five. My name is Mackenzie Keyline. I'm an anchor and reporter with WTVG 13 ABC. So I cover a lot of Lenawee County. That's a bit of my beat. I'm also from the area. Lenawee County is a very rural area, and Dee and Dale Warner's family is definitely a dynasty in the community, specifically when it comes to the farming side of things. They both have farming backgrounds that span generations. Dee's family, her brother Greg Hardy, has a mega dairy farm just down the road. And Dale also started his business, War Ag, and then Dee started what was a trucking business, so they were very well known. But family and friends will tell you that this was no perfect marriage. They had a rocky relationship. A lot of times they had arguments that were based on their business. There were some very poor business decisions that were made, and she always felt like she had to fix everything. She would often talk to me about divorcing Dale or leaving Dale. That conversation happened a lot where she was going to leave, she was gonna divorce him, she was done. When I was young, we would leave and we would go stay at a hotel. We'd stay at my uncle's for a night or two, and then we'd go back and everything was fine until the next fight and we'd leave. My house is actually right behind my mom's farm. So usually every Sunday, we would go over to her house in the morning and have breakfast. So it was just a normal Sunday. I went over there with my family. She wasn't there. We walked all around the house. But I couldn't find my little sister or Dale. So I assumed she was maybe with them, but she wasn't responding to my text messages. So I called her and her phone went straight to voicemail, which doesn't happen ever. She never shuts her phone off. I knew that if she wasn't going to be there, she would have told me. So that was a huge red flag to me. Dale ended up calling me a couple hours later and asking me if I had heard from her and said, well, she's mad at me again. And she was leaving him for good. I was too shocked at the situation to even 
comprehend what he was really saying. I just stayed quiet. I just had a really strange feeling. On Sunday evening, I confronted Mr. Warner face to face and said, Dale, and this is a quote, what the hell went on here? What the hell happened? He explained to me that they'd had a, a horrible fight the night before. She'd been very upset, and he had given her a back massage on the living room floor, and she fell asleep. He picked her up and put her on the couch about 10.30 or so, and he went to bed. And when he got up at 6.30 in the morning to go out to work at the farm, she was snoring on the couch. He said, you know, that she took off. He reaches in his left-hand pocket and pulled out her wedding ring in his left hand and bounced it up and down like a golf ball. And he said, she left this on my desk. Many things were bizarre. There was no evidence of any kind of a note or anything like that. Her car was in the garage. I said, well, Dale, she didn't walk. She never walked anywhere. She always drove her car. How do you think she left? And he said, well, somebody must have picked her up. She took her purse. She had her phone. She had her makeup bag and her curling iron. I called my brother and had him look at the cameras. He came to the office because at the time he worked there and he looked through all of the cameras. So on the exterior of the house, the inside of the office, all around the buildings, just to see who was there, at what times and what they were doing. And there was nothing with her. You couldn't find her at all. By five or six o'clock that night, my siblings all decided that it would be a good idea to contact the police. So we made our missing persons report. My name is Troy Bevere. I'm the sheriff of Lenaway County, investigating the disappearance of Dee Warner. So our deputy responded out to the location to take a, a missing person report. The deputy did talk to Dale initially, and the information that Dale gave to the deputy was that she just took off. And our deputy had some concerns, and that's why the next day the detective was following up on it. What's unusual here, things were not taken that normally were car or other personal items. That really spawned us to start doing more investigation around the home. I'm 47 years old. I've never known anybody to disappear. Never even knew somebody that knew somebody that disappeared. In fact, we leave our keys in our vehicles. We hardly lock our house. So news of Dee's disappearance consumed the county. This type of thing just doesn't happen. This was the biggest news to break in this area in years. And so a lot of people had questions about what happened to Dee, where she was, and they were all wanting answers as well. We reported her missing on a Sunday. They came on a Tuesday to do a big search at the farm with the helicopters, the drones, the dogs. Dale initially gave consent for them to search the farm and the house. But within two hours, he revoked consent and told them to leave and come back with a warrant because he needed to go back to work. 
I just remember listening to him tell me why he did that. And all I keep thinking in my head is, your wife is missing. We have a lot of farmers in Lenawee County, and there's a lot of farmers that when it's time to farm, it's time to farm, even if someone is missing, whether that's right or wrong. But we continued on with our investigation. By the time they got their warrant approved and signed by a judge and got themselves gathered together, it was dark when they got back on that evening. And I know that for sure because I was actually farming in a field where I could watch them right next door. It was certainly inhibited by darkness and uh, uh, would not be anywhere near as good a search as they would have done in the daylight when they were there to start with. It's just frustrating and it's, it's hor horribly painful for the family. So we just were waiting and we kept waiting for something. There has to be something there that proves whatever happened. It felt like I got punched in the gut because it was just nothing. And I just was very confused at why Dale just didn't seem concerned. At this point, I actually told Dale, you're the husband, you're the spouse. All eyes are gonna be on you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, 
So that Saturday, she had texted that there was a big fight and that she was very upset with Dale. Dee was definitely the type that if something upset her, I mean, she had no problem telling anybody. She was going to send Angelina somewhere, and I said, well, let her come over and play with her cousin. So she said, okay, and I got there at 7.42, and that was the last that I ever off after that. That was the day she got in a really bad fight with Dale, her husband. She was ready to end the marriage. She was ready to sell the businesses. She was ready to leave. That was the last time I got to see her. So from the very beginning, Dale maintained that Dee left on her own accord, possibly to Mexico, Jamaica. Now the sheriff's office says that this is a possibility, but when we talked to the family, they said this is no way that Dee would just up and leave, especially with a young child. You start process of elimination, and the first one to get eliminated was actually someone picking her up. I contacted all of her friends. All of them were extremely surprised about what I was telling them about Dee's disappearance. We had no one that could have, quote unquote, picked up Dee, given her a ride. So as we respond to a missing person report, you let the facts send you in the direction that, uh, that you need to go in. So as you're getting that information, you want to make sure that you're asking things like, did they take a particular credit card so that you can look at bank accounts? There's no bank activity. You can't go MIA and not have availability to funds, to money. My sister, respectfully, she was high maintenance, okay? So her lifestyle wasn't going to, you know, live in the woods in some tent. So she would have had to have money, and she would have had to have a lot of it. The probability of her leaving him a wedding ring that was sizable is flat zero. That would have been an easy thing to generate cash by. We had many concerns when she went missing. Deke wasn't a person who would go hide and not say anything. She was a communicator. The information that we really had from the family, and it made sense, was she would never not get in touch with them. You know, it was clear after the facts started to come out that finding the truth about what happened to Dee would be a little more difficult than, than we had initially thought. It wasn't unusual that she might have wanted to get away because of, an, of, of, a, of a fight with her husband, but it was the circumstances around how she left. No car, no daughter, no contact, no nothing. And so I was concerned about how she may have harmed herself. We had a community search that took place on the Saturday after she went missing. There were 40 or 50 people that spent hours walking the property, looking for a body because of a potential suicide. Early in the spring, there was no foliage or anything like that, so everything was pretty visible at that time. We walked the property, looked all over, and couldn't find any evidence whatsoever. And then in addition to that, and during that week, I had been speaking to experts in criminal psychology and in psychology and psychiatry, talking about how does a woman commit suicide? And it became very obvious that that wasn't a possibility. She did not have the capability to leave Angelina, or she does not have the capability to put anybody else through this hurt. There's no way possible that she would hurt any of us this bad. She didn't have it in her. She wouldn't leave us. 
wondering what happened. She wouldn't do this to her kids. She wouldn't do this to her grandkids. The goose in there. So we instantly began investigating that toxic relationship between my sister and Mr. Warner. So that Saturday, when I was there picking up Angelina, Dale pulled in. And when she saw him, she acted afraid, like she wanted to run from the door. I've seen Dee upset many times, but this was on a whole different level of being upset. She never, ever expressed anything to me about being scared of him until the day before she went missing. By the end of our conversation, she kind of randomly just said, I watch Dateline like every night and he could do something like that to me. I definitely have a lot of regret not staying or not taking her with me or making sure she left the house. For me, the most bizarre was Dale's total lack of concern, his total lack of emotion, his total demeanor about, I just want to get my life normal and go on was, in my opinion, more impactful than sending the search party away. When the investigation started, the lead detective pretty much spelled it out for Dale. You're the husband. You're the last person that saw her. You are going to be the person that everybody focuses on, including us. My name is Larry Lieb. I'm an attorney here in Michigan, maybe two or three days after Dee went missing. I got a call from Dale, and I agreed to represent him. It is a bizarre situation. I don't even want to call it a case. I think it's really a situation. There's been no evidence whatsoever that connects him or anybody close to him to her disappearance. Early on, Dee's family, they were suspicious of Dale. But those that support Dale say that there could have been other theories. So as part of our reporting, we did find that Dee had an argument with an employee just a few days before her disappearance. I understand that Dee was a difficult person to work with, and somebody specific didn't care for her. You're going to ruffle some feathers, and you're going to step on some toes when you're in business. You can't possibly please everybody. She got in a really bad fight with a couple employees. And she was really, really upset. So we were shown a text message that Dee received just a few days before her disappearance. That text was sent by someone who was close with the employee that Dee got into that argument with. The text message was pretty nasty. It was rude and insulting, called her a mess, even alleging that she was taking anti-anxiety medication. So this text raised a lot of red flags. And a lot of people were wondering, did this play a role in Dee's disappearance? The Lenawee County Sheriff's Office has not made any comment about these text messages, so it definitely has a lot more questions than answers when it comes to those text messages. Dee's family thinks that she handled the business well, so the fact that she would have any sort of violence within the workplace is something that her family definitely does not think would happen. I never really had any concern for her safety with the employees. I felt like she had a pretty strong bond with most of them. Most of her employees have worked for her for a long time. So in August of 21, Dale called my spouse, Dustin. He had something that he thought 
we needed to see. I, of course, was, like, ready for something. So we went over there, and he hands me this three-page letter in my mom's handwriting. Dale said that he found it about a week after she disappeared. And he just gave it to the sheriff's department. Why are you just now handing that over? On this letter, it talked about how much my mom loved him and how she worked so hard for him to be happy and she just couldn't make him happy. It didn't talk about that she was leaving. And then it kind of abruptly ended with no signature, nothing. I took pictures of this letter and I sent it to my siblings. And my brother said, I know that this letter isn't recent. She wrote this letter a couple of years ago. It was very strange. And that was when I realized he's manipulating me to think that she took off on us. And I know that's not true. So in October 2021, I was called out on breaking news that FBI agents were at the property of Dale and Dee Warner. When we arrived on scene, we saw the Lenway County Sheriff's Office there, Michigan State Police, along with the FBI, and they had crime scene tape up around the entire area. We definitely knew something big was either happening or about to happen with the amount of authorities that were on scene. In October, we actually had the opportunity to bring in the FBI they had a lot of resources and a lot of agents. We brought in sonar penetrating devices so we could search the ground. Law enforcement agencies, including the Lenawee County Sheriff's Department, Michigan State Police, and even the FBI were involved in today's search, which included looking through acres of property on the Warner's farm and excavating a nearby field. Excavators, dogs, everything, looming all the house. I sat on my lawn with my family, my brothers, and watched them dig in the field right next to my house. We did not get warned that that was happening. Watching them dig was a mix of emotions. I wanted an answer so bad. I wanted this to end so bad that I didn't care what it was that they found. I want my mom to be alive, but I know that my mom would never leave us. Bevere tells us there are no new leads after today's search and no persons of interest. The Lenawee County Sheriff's Office says they are working to solve this case for her family. We were able to, to rule out some things, but we were also able to, to get some things that I'm really not going to be able to comment on because it is an active investigation. The emotions I was feeling was hope that there was going to be some end to this, but there wasn't. It's was just another letdown. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I'm very grateful that they did it, but it fell into that category too little too late. They have searched his home multiple times. They've searched his office. They've searched his warehouse. They've searched the fields. The FBI came in and dug up the fields. They used sonar to try to find any evidence they possibly can. They've downloaded all the security cameras. They've downloaded his cell phones. They've downloaded the computers. I mean, they have done everything that they could possibly do to try to find some evidence, but they haven't found anything. 
So about seven months after Dee disappeared, her family getting very frustrated with how the investigation's being handled with the Lenawee County Sheriff's Office. That's when they decided to essentially take things into their own hands and they formed a vigil for Dee at her brother's property, Greg Hardy. And they were hoping that it would help spread the word about her disappearance and really encourage people who might know something to come forward. I'd like to start out by saying thank you all very, very much. It's been truly amazing how many people have participated in trying to find Dee. It was this past fall when the vigil was organized. People were at the point where they just wanted to do something. Very frustrated by nothing happening. Anything that we can possibly do to keep making people aware so that they can share. And I think Dale has done nothing to spread awareness that she's been missing. We've had vigils, and he has not come to any of them. He's had yard signs put in his yard. He's taken them down immediately. He has not spoke to any of the press. Dale not only not participate by attending a vigil, he did not ever participate in helping organize one or organizing any kind of an event that a normal husband would do to try to help find his missing wife. So his demeanor was totally suspicious about everything. I asked him if he had attended any of the vigils or any of that, and A, he'd never been invited by any of her family. And second of all, we're in a small town. All the fingers are pointed at him. Dale wants to believe that she's still alive and is constantly telling Angelina Mommy's on a break and she'll come back. I think that he wants to display that sense of confidence to his daughter. Nearly a year after Dee went missing, her family reached out to a private investigator for help, attorney Billy Little. And what makes him such a key part of this is that he has extensive experience when it comes to murder investigations, not only with his private practice, but also in the military. We were at somewhat of a standstill, actually, with the investigation. The authorities weren't getting anywhere with the process, or they weren't getting there with any speed. The lack of transparency, the lack of accountability to the family, in my opinion, has been very frustrating, to say the least. My wife had actually seen a television program where Billy Little helped an investigation. It was impressionable enough on me. I asked my wife if she could find this guy, and I called him. I remember the first time that I met Billy Little, I got in my car and I cried after I talked to him because I was happy. They were tears of joy and tears of, we're gonna get help. This is the man that is gonna help us. This is the man that's gonna get us answers. He is very determined. He said, just very matter-of-factly, very confidently said, I don't lose. I've got him. Deanne Warner was last seen April 25th, 2021. If you have any information, please contact the Michigan State Police at 855-642-4847. My name is Billy Little. I'm an investigative attorney. I've been invited by the family to help find out what happened to Dee Warner. When I come on a case, it is a fire hose of information, hundreds of hours of interviews. 
that I've recorded and thousands of pages of documents and I have to sift through that and then you start to find things and the pieces start to come together and you start to think, okay, here we go. Now we got something. Like any other county, any other police agency, we have other things that we're investigating. It's a tough thing because you, you want to be there for the family. You want to be there for D, and we want to find the truth. And if a private investigator helps to get to the truth, then we welcome that because it's all for the family. It really is. Investigating a missing person is a process of elimination. Dale started throwing out stories about, well, she had this wealthy friend who had a private jet that she went to Mexico, that she went to Jamaica. I started looking at that, looking for this friend. If she did go to Mexico, how did she do it? Did she withdraw money out of the bank before she went? Were there any financial transactions after she left? Any credit card usage? Any phones? Any crossing of borders? You know, she loved to travel, so Dale made the suggestion that maybe she's in Mexico or Jamaica. Sometimes people want to get away and they want to start a new life. Um, we, we just don't know. For her to go to Mexico, go to Jamaica, no. You have to have money. This is not something that you just pick up and like, take off and do, you have to have a plan. Don't get me wrong, she's a smart woman, but it would take a very, very smart person just to literally drop off the face of the earth with no communication. But there's no evidence, there's no cars missing, there's no luggage missing. One by one, things are not adding up. So early in our reporting, we learned that Dee and Dale Warner, they were well off. They both had successful businesses. They were doing well. Dee owned that trucking company. Dale had the agriculture business. It seemed important to look into their finances and to see if that maybe played a role in Dee's disappearance. Dee ran this very profitable trucking company. When she went missing, the assets began being bled off, stolen. Over a million dollars has been taken from that business. Dale started a new business called DDW Transportation and just transferred all the assets over there. How can you possibly transfer assets when you don't own them, which is what Dale was doing? Dale produced this power of attorney that was signed back in 2014, allegedly. And the document was clearly not Dee's signature. Any lay person could have looked at it and seen that. But the document was sent to a qualified handwriting analysis examiner. They came up with an expert opinion that that absolutely was not her signature on a power of attorney. Why would a person produce a forged power of attorney? Especially when you say she's coming back. If she is coming back, she sure as heck is gonna know that that's a forged power of attorney. Well, there were certainly questions about Dale's involvement in these businesses, and there were other troubling factors about their relationship that were starting to come to light. There are a lot of things about Dale's behavior that are bizarre. He had the need to know everything about her. He had the need to control her, to let make her do what he wanted her to do. In order to do that, he's got to monitor what she's saying, what she's doing, so part of that was he would hide his iPad in the office in the slots where files would be kept on a desk. 
she would have conversations in her office and she would say, and she would point to the recording device and then whisper to that person, we're being recorded. Dee had often told me that she was being recorded, that she would find iPads in odd places in the office and that the red light was on, which means, you know, that it's being recorded. It's eerily odd. There's been several times where we would be out to eat and all of a sudden Dale would show up and sit in a booth right by us. So there was no privacy. Just very odd to say that it's coincidental would be an understatement. Dale was showing up places that she was at, dinner, parties, and being possessive to her. In July of 2020, my mom mentioned finding something in her car. She thought it was very strange. Dustin, my spouse, said, go get it and show me. So she went out to her car and brought it in. She just laid it on the counter and he looked it up and it was a tracking device. My mom was going to confront him. And when she did, he said he didn't know what it was. The idea that there was a tracker on Dee's car, I just want to address that real quickly. That tracker was only for security purposes. They have sort of suggested that Dale was somehow following her. What? None of that's true. That tracker was only for the purposes of if the car was stolen. So in a small town, you never know. I don't find that this particular county is a hotbed for stolen cars. And the only tracking device was put on Dee's car not the other cars. There are millions of dollars worth of equipment up there that don't have this tracking device. And if it was truly to find a stolen vehicle, he would have no reason to hide that from her. This is an element of control, an element of abuse, an element of stalking. He's monitoring her phone. He's recording her surreptitiously. He is very concerned about everything that she's doing until she goes missing. All of a sudden, not concerned about where she is, not trying to find her. In March of 2022, a witness gave us information. Who that witness is, I can't reveal at this point. I believe that I can prove Dale's alibi is a lie. Dale's statement that they were asleep and he left at 6 a.m. I know without any doubt that is false. On the night of April 24th, I know where he was, I know what he was doing. Dale was absolutely not at home sleeping. I received information on the Sunday when Dee disappeared that between 3 and 4.30 a.m. that morning, Dale left his home. Dale was at his father's farm at 3.55 a.m. He was seen by a witness going into the office, getting the keys for the chemical and equipment barn. When he was seen by witnesses, he was in a hurry. He didn't address anybody. He didn't look at anybody. He was completely different than he had behaved in prior times when they had seen him. In my opinion, Dale went to his father's place to try to dispose of Dee's body. You know, the night that she went missing, Dale was wearing his Apple Watch, and it was connected to his Apple phone. And it was not a pulse that was raised. His disposition was of a normal person sleeping. 
got up to go to work at 6.30 in the morning, saw his wife laying on the couch, and went to work. Neither Dale nor his attorney have shared the Apple Watch data with us, and we have requested that, and we would be happy to look at it, happy to have some independent experts look at it. But I've turned over a great deal of information to the police. The Lenawee County Sheriff's Office has named Deanne Warner's husband a person of interest in her disappearance. Her family pointing a finger at Warner's husband, Dale Warner, in connection to her disappearance. However, the Lucas County Sheriff's Office has not named a suspect in the case, instead calling Dale Warner a person of interest. The only difference between a person of interest and a suspect is a suspect, you have a crime and it's been labeled a crime. In this situation, we have a missing person. Although the longer that missing person case goes, we'll see what happens as far as developing into, into something else. For me, personally, it's hard to imagine why that person wouldn't be considered a suspect. It definitely put a divide in the county on who was on whose side. So many people went straight to thinking that Dale may have been responsible for Dee's disappearance. But at this point, Sheriff's Office really hasn't commented much about where they stand on their investigation. And we could see the frustration building with the family. But Dale and his attorneys still maintain his innocence. They say that he has cooperated with authorities, and they still say that Dee left on her own accord. Dale really, truly believes that over the course of a period of years, she planned her exit. I think that she set herself up when he went to work to avoid the security cameras, and she left. She knew where she was going, and she knew she wanted to start fresh. And that's the reason why you haven't found any evidence whatsoever of her demise. We hope she's OK. But to this point, there's no evidence to suggest he did anything or anybody close to him did anything to assist in her disappearance. The best case scenario, I would hope that she is somewhere like Fiji, sitting on the beach, having a drink, living life to the fullest. I would love to just be mad at her instead of mourn her. But sadly, she is also the type of person and the type of mother that could never put people through this amount of hurt and this amount of pain. The goose in the head is pain and starlight. This is raw, and it's real, and it's true. I constantly wonder what happened and where she's at. I can say that the sheriff's office, state police, and the FBI, we will continue to work on this until we can get closure. We're not going to give up until we have the truth. The reality is this. There was only one person at the house on the evening that my sister disappeared. She didn't just vaporize. And that one person knows where she's at now. Everybody who's involved in my sister's death needs to pay the price. The final goal of here would be to see someone in prison. I 100% think that Dale is responsible for what happened to my mom. So we're ready for justice for my mom. There will be closure for the family. I guarantee it. I will not be gone until there's closure. This investigation is getting bigger, not smaller. I'm not going to leave until it's done. And the longer this goes on, the worse it gets for Dale. I now know what happened, and I know that justice is coming. I have zero doubt in my mind that there will be resolution for this family.